ശ്രവണം മനനം നിധിധ്യാസനം ലിസൺ റിഫ്ലക്ട് ആൻഡ് അബ്സോർബ് ഡിയർ ലിസ്ണേഴ്സ് സൈറാം ആൻഡ് വെൽക്കം ടു അവർ റേഡിയോ സീരീസ് ഇൻ വിച്ച് എ ഡിവൈൻ ഡിസ്കോഴ്സ് ബൈ ഭഗവാൻ ഇസ് പ്ലേഡ് ഇൻ സ്മോൾ പാർട്സ് ആൻഡ് ഫോളോയിങ് ഈച്ച് പാർട്ട് എ ഷോർട്ട് ഡിസ്കഷൻ ഇസ് അണ്ടർടേക്കൺ ടു റിഫ്ലക്ട് ഓൺ ദ മെസ്സേജ് This is a part of Radio Sai's Thursday Live hosted by Prem from Radio Sai and Hari Shankar from Sri Satya Sai Central Trust every Thursday at 7:30 p.m. on Asia Stream of Radio Sai Global Harmony. Today's episode was first broadcast live on 6th June 2013. The discourses undertaken for study in this program are from the series of discourses delivered as part of the summer course in Indian culture and spirituality 1990 today's clips played are continuation from the discourse delivered on 21st may 1990 offering my most humble and loving pranams at bhagwan's lotus feet This is your friend Prem from Team Radio Sai welcoming you to yet another session of Shravanam Mananam Nididhyasanam a program completely based on Bhagwan's divine discourses and if you've been following us in the past couple of weeks we are studying the discourses delivered by Bhagwan as part of the summer course in Indian culture and spirituality delivered during the year 1990 dear listeners to host this program today i have with me a guest and i have the pleasure of introducing to you my brother from the shri satyasai central trust and hari shankar is joining me today to host this program shavanam mananam nididhyasnam sairam hari and a welcome to you sairam prem thank you for having me on dear listeners as you've been uh, following us the discourse we are dealing with right now is the third discourse in the series which was delivered on 21st of may 1990 the first discourse uh, was on indian culture spirituality and what culture should do to you samskriti as swami would put it and the second discourse was completely focused on understanding the human body what are the different names for the human body what is the relationship to a human life to a human body which is something which is quite often misunderstood and this third discourse in the series is again about the human body but swami is introducing few other very interesting aspects in the human uh, body here the discourse is entitled the moving temple hari before we go to the clips which we will be discussing today i'll quickly add a uh, sum up what we've been listening in this discourse in the last week yes uh, that would set the continuation right. for this and if you'd like to add something please be free to Definitely. do so yeah. you know swami started off the discourse with a very important writer he said because the first discourse was completely talking about the transient nature of the body mm-hmm. he said that shariram means that to which is constantly decaying mm-hmm. deham means something which has to be burnt swami was going on saying about the intransient nature of the human body of course swami also mentioned that the body is an instrument mm-hmm. the body is a temple the body is a field because what you sow kshetra so you reap So this discourse Swami started by making a very clear statement saying that although the body is transient one must take care of the body. Mm-hmm. So Swami is emphasizing both things which he wants to make very clear in this discourse emphasizing once again 
that the body is transient and also the body has to be taken care of taken care of in the sense like as we generally pampered, understand maybe. it not <laughs> yes exactly it's not pampered the way we understand it is like we build the body so that we can show it off to others but the context is a very high very noble one and it says that the context for caring for body it's not for exhibiting or for enjoyment but it comes out of recognizing who is the indweller right because of the immense value of who the indweller is the body also becomes valuable right in fact the padyam with which swami starts this discourse swami says that this body is a treasure chest mm-hmm. in which is housed the most important of all treasures yes and that is why this body has to be taken care of yes and then swami goes on to say how every culture and every religion actually emphasize this importance of taking care of the human body hmm. and swami said how you know you have the roman civilization hmm. where you have this com- concept of a gymnasium which started yes. there yes and swami said they started this because they realized the importance of the human body because the human body is a means is a tools to achieve nobler ends yes and then uh, swami went on to say how in different religions also this is important mm-hmm. you know you could see this in uh, the cultures around the world mm-hmm. like in india yoga the asanas were such an important part of spiritual uh, you know practice and if you look at uh, the far east the martial arts like kung fu and uh, the karate and all these other martial arts they were also a very very spiritually uh, evolved subject they were not just for physical well being or physical uh, it was intertwined it uh, intertwined the two were not separate right. two ends were Bringing not separate. in the idea that to take care of the body is actually a very very spiritual pursuit then uh, swami you know brought a very beautiful uh, relationship swami wanted to distinguish between body and atma where swami said the atma resides in the body mm-hmm. but it does not grow or die with the body okay it's a permanent principle right unchanging and uh, swami brings in the analogy of very beautiful analogy that you know a diamond in the garbage will still hold its value mm-hmm. and uh, swami said the atma does not uh, demean itself because it's in a poor body or if it's in a deformed body or if it's in a you know mentally uh, not very smart person's body right the atma is always you uh, know splendorous and its splendor never reduces mm-hmm. with the container and swami just uh, gave a very beautiful poem in that uh, part of the discourse where swami said can you kill a snake by hitting the ant hill mm-hmm. you know can you attain liberation by punishing the body body and he was uh, you know we we spoke of it as a myth buster where we believe that for the soul to progress the body is invariably has to suffer yes and swami said that is not true and it's it's a fallacy to imagine that and uh, another very beautiful point which swami said was that the body is ever new the body which is given to you is new hmm okay but you are called manava Mm-hmm. Manava is the one who is not new. Nava one. means new. Manava means one who is not new, the ancient one. Ancient. So Swami is saying that you are called human. The meaning of the word is you are ancient. Hmm. And the body is new. New. Very clearly saying that you are not the body. Correct. Yeah. The human birth is just contained in this human body, but it is not all that the human body has to offer. Yes. And then uh, Swami went on to talk about the importance of limits. So he said the body is a limited company. Hmm. He said you know everything has to be within limits from your blood pressure to your temperature to your you know uh, uh, blood count and everything else. 
it has to be in a certain limit and in fact that is uh, i think going to be the predominant theme of the clips to follow uh, what we'll be discussing today and then uh, swami just touched upon the different kinds of knowledge in a human life or human society mm-hmm. where uh, swami said one is bookish knowledge which is gathered knowledge then swami said then comes general knowledge common knowledge hmm. then practical knowledge and discrimination knowledge yes and swami said you know bookish knowledge is the easiest thing to gather and that is what most people end up doing yeah you and i specialize most of us specialize most of us because that's knowledge. you know we think that that is actually a very scholarly thing to achieve but swami was saying that bookish knowledge is the easiest thing all you need to do is read a few books being out there requires you to right as he says no the hierarchy like you have to go to this uh, common sense and general knowledge and then you have to have discriminative knowledge and you know that's when swami says these things like general knowledge common knowledge and practical knowledge comes when you learn it when you are in the society yes out swami there, said yeah. that is why the relevance of service comes in when you do activity in society when you do it selflessly that itself will lead you to apart from attaining uh, the practical and common knowledge will also lead you to attain the higher one which is discrimination knowledge yes just as we distinguish in education field also we say like apart from the core subjects you learn what really has you succeed in life is your soft skills right so these are some of the things that present education system ignores but that's what actually you know a person has to possess these skills in order to be able to succeed and in fact you know swami says that discrimination knowledge also mm-hmm. it can be used for one's selfish ends yes or for the higher good mm-hmm. you know swami talks of yukti swami would often uh, talk of uh, great saints exhibiting that quality of yukti mm-hmm. for somebody else's benefit swami said that is important you no know, you might even attain say, discrimination knowledge but after discriminating if you do something which is harmful for the people at large mm. then you still are you know the knowledge cycle is not complete right so that was where the discourse ended uh, last week mm-hmm. so should we go on to the next clip and yeah uh, we can play it and yes. have a discussion for this yeah. session yes dear listeners we're going to play for you the fourth clip we played three clips last week this is going to be the fourth clip in that discourse following this clip we will uh, discuss about the points swami makes in this discourse clip ఈ దేహము అనిత్యము అశాశ్వతము అయినప్పటికీ నిత్య సత్యాన్ని గుర్తించేంత వరకు కూడా ఈ దేహమును ఆధారంగా మనం తీసుకోవాలి ఆల్ దో దిస్ ఫిజికల్ బాడీ ఈజ్ ఇంపర్మనెంట్ అండ్ ట్రాన్సియంట్ టు అండర్స్టాండ్ ది డివినిటీ విచ్ ఇస్ ఎగ్జిస్టింగ్ ఇన్ దిస్ అనేక మంది ఈ దేహ పోషణ లోపల ఆలస్యం చేస్తున్నారు మెనీ పీపుల్ ఆర్ రాదర్ ఇండిఫరెంట్ ఇన్ లుకింగ్ ఆఫ్ కొన్ని అనేక రోగాలు గురి అవుతుంది దట్ ఇస్ ది రీజన్ వై దే ఆర్ గెటింగ్ డిఫరెంట్ ఈ రోగాల చేత తమ యొక్క దివ్యమైనటువంటి ఆనందాన్ని కూడా అందుకోలేకపోతున్నారు మ్యాన్ హస్ నాట్ బీన్ ఏబుల్ టు ఎంజాయ్ బ్లిస్ బికాజ్ ఆఫ్ దిస్ డిసీజెస్ ధర్మార్థ కామ మోక్షానాం ఆరోగ్యం మూలముత్తమం్ ఇన్ ఆర్డర్ టు అచీవ్ చతుర్విత పురుషార్థములైనటువంటి ధర్మార్థ కామములు కూడా మనం ఆశించవలను అనుభవించవలను ఈ దేహమునకు ఆరోగ్యం అత్యవసరం in order to enjoy and experience the four goals of human life physical health and physical body are very important aithe deeniki ye vidhamaina marganni manam anusarinchali but what path should we take deenini sariyainatundi yokka vicharana cheta pravartanalo maarpulu manam teppinchukovali we should bring about proper changes in our conduct and behavior through proper inquiry aharam tho kaligeyatundi yokka aarogyam kante 
మానసిక సంబంధమైనటువంటి యొక్క అనారోగ్యమే ఈనాడు అభివృద్ధి అవుతుండాలి టుడేస్ వరల్డ్ ది మెంటల్ డిసీజెస్ ఆర్ గ్రేటర్ దాన్ ద డిసీజెస్ అరైజింగ్ అవుట్ ఆఫ్ ఫుడ్ నిరంతరము కూడా నువ్వు మానవుడు యోచించటము యోచించటము యోచించటం కంటిన్యూస్లీ మ్యాన్ ఈజ్ అండర్టేకింగ్ టు థింక్ అండ్ వరీ యోచన అనేటువంటి దానికి రూపం ఏమిటి వాట్ ఇస్ ది ఫార్మ్ ఆఫ్ దిస్ వరీ ఈ విచారము అనేటువంటి దానికి రూపం ఏమిటి వాట్ ఇస్ ది ఫార్మ్ ఆఫ్ దిస్ వాట్ ఇస్ ది షేప్ ఆఫ్ వరీ వాట్ ఇస్ ది షేప్ ఆఫ్ వరీ ఇట్ ఈస్ ఓన్లీ మెంటల్ క్రియేటెడ్ ఫియర్ కనుక మనం మానసిక సంబంధమైనటువంటి యొక్క ఆలోచన చేతనే మనం అనారోగ్యంకు గురి అవుతున్నాం వీఆర్ గెటింగ్ మెంటల్ డిసీజెస్ బికాస్ ఆఫ్ అన్నెసరీ థింకింగ్ ఏమాత్రం కూడా ఆలోచన చేయకూడదు ఈ ఆలోచన ఒక్కొక్క సమయం లోపల హద్దు మీరిపోతుంటారు దిస్ థింకింగ్ ఈజ్ ఎక్సీడింగ్ లిమిట్స్ సెట్ ఫర్ ఇట్ ఇది హద్దు మీరిపోయినప్పుడు హస్తవ్యస్తంగా మారిపోతుంది ఎక్సెసివ్ థింకింగ్ మేక్స్ ఆల్ ప్రాబ్లమ్స్ తద్వారా కొంతవరకు కూడా మెంటల్ అనగా మానసిక సంబంధమైనటువంటి వ్యాధులు కూడా సంభవిస్తాయి ఇట్ ఈస్ అన్ అకౌంట్ ఆఫ్ దాట్ మ్యాన్ ఈజ్ సబ్జెక్టెడ్ టు మెంటల్ డిసీజ్ ఈనాడు లోకము లోపల అనేక మంది మతి భ్రమలు కలగడానికి కారణం ఇదే ఇన్ టుడేస్ వరల్డ్ సో మెనీ పీపుల్ ఆర్ బికమింగ్ మ్యాడ్ బికాస్ ఆఫ్ దట్ ఎక్సెసివ్ థింకింగ్ ఎంతవరకు అంతవరకు మనం చింతించాలి అవర్ థాట్స్ మస్ట్ బి ఆల్వేస్ చేయకూడదు they should not exceed the limits avasaramainatundi aa samayamnu matrame manam chintinchali depending upon the exigency of the gadchipoyina darini raguye darini manam anusaranga chintinchi anarogyanu guri avutunnam do not bother about the past which is dead and the future which is unborn not yuvakulu ee vidhamainatundi vyadhulake guri ayipothunnaru today's youth are subjected to this kind of limitations okka university lopala kuda nu parichi chesi chusinappudu 80% గురి కాకూడదు మనము సీలింగ్ ఆన్ డిజైన్స్ లోపల నాలుగు రకమైనటువంటి యొక్క విధిగా మనం బోధిస్తూ వచ్చాం మొదటిది డోంట్ వేస్ట్ ఫుడ్ ఫస్ట్ వన్ ఈస్ డోంట్ వేస్ట్ ఫుడ్ ఎందుకోసం మనం వేస్ట్ చేయకూడదు వై షుడ్ నాట్ వేస్ట్ ఫుడ్ ఈస్ గాడ్ because food is god manam ee food nunchine vachinatundi aakarame mana yokka jeevitham this physical body has come from food ఇది ఆహారమయమైనటువంటి జీవితము ఇట్ ఈస్ ఫుల్ ఆఫ్ ఫుడ్ ఇది అన్నమయమైన జీవితము దిస్ ఇస్ ఫుడ్ స్వీట్ ఇది అన్నగత ప్రాణము దిస్ లివ్స్ ఆన్ ఫుడ్ ఓన్లీ కనుకొని మనం ఆహారంను వ్యర్థం చేసినప్పుడు మన జీవితాన్ని వ్యర్థం కావించుకున్నట్టు వారం దట్ ఈస్ ద రీజన్ వై వేస్టింగ్ ఫుడ్ ఈజ్ ఈక్వల్ టు వేస్టింగ్ లైఫ్ ఇంకా డోంట్ వేస్ట్ మనీ సెకండ్ వన్ ఈస్ డోంట్ వేస్ట్ మనీ మిస్ యూస్ ఆఫ్ మనీ ఈజ్ ఈవిల్ మిస్ యూస్ ఆఫ్ మనీ ఈజ్ ఈవిల్ ఈనాడు యువకులు అనవసరమైన రీతిగా కూడా నువ్వు ఖర్చులు చేస్తున్నారు టుడేస్ యూత్ ఆర్ వేస్టింగ్ మనీ ఇన్ ఎ నంబర్ ఆఫ్ వేస్ 
ఇది దురభ్యాసములకు గురి అవుతుంది దిస్ లీడ్స్ టు బ్యాడ్ దుర్మార్గంలో ప్రవేశింపచేస్తుంది యువర్ లైక్లీ టు గో ఆన్ ద వికెట్ అనేక విధమైనటువంటి అశాంతికి గురి చేస్తుంది అండ్ దట్ విల్ పుట్ యు టు ఎల్ సాధ్యమైనంత వరకు గురును దీన్ని తగ్గించుకోవడానికి ప్రయత్నించాలి రెడ్యూస్ ది ఎక్స్‌పెండిచర్ టు ద మినిమం ఇది సరైనటిది కాదు ఎక్సెసివ్ ఎక్స్‌పెండిచర్ ఇస్ నాట్ గుడ్ మన భారతదేశము ఆర్థికంగా అనేక రకములైనటువంటి యొక్క చిక్కులలో చేరి ఉంటుంది our country bharat is facing a number of economic and financial problems alanti paristhitulu endu swarthame abhivruddhi kavatam chethane ee economics lopala chaala heena paristhiti erpadipoyindi all these economic problems have arisen on account of selfishness ee swarthamu swaprayojanani dooram gaavinchalannappude appude mana desham baagupadutundi once you free yourself from selfishness and self interest samasti bhavanni manam penchukovali we should develop that collective approach samagrathana mana penchukovali we should also bring about cooperation and collectivity in the nation desam yokka samagrathana mana penchukovali we have to bring about welfare of the nation unity in diversity unity in diversity ee satyam vachinappude మన ఆర్థిక పరిస్థితి కానీ ఆధ్యాత్మిక పరిస్థితి కానీ చక్కగా సరైన స్థితిలో బ్యాలెన్స్ గా ఉంటుంటారు life is based upon balance ee balance ee nadu tappipoyindi if there is a little imbalance kaaranam emiti why is the anakom miti meerina telivi perigipoyindi it is an excessive cleverness knowledge chaala adhikam ayipoyindi knowledge has grown beyond ee knowledge ni sakramaina margamlo pettalante dinini skill cheyali if you want to properly use knowledge it has to be converted into skill ee knowledge ni skill chesinappude balance sakramanga untuntadi when you convert knowledge into skill there is balance system vachati ee naati yuvakulu knowledge ni kill chestunnaru dani valle balance tappoyindi but unfortunately today's youth are killing knowledge therefore the balance is disturbed what is the mana chupul lopala mana knowledge enta kodunu vyartham ayipothundadi we are wasting our knowledge through mana vinikidu lopala kodunu mana knowledge vyartham ayipothundadi through hearing నీ మాటల చేతను నాలెడ్జి వ్యర్థమైపోతుండాలి ట్రూ ఎక్సెసివ్ టాక్ నీ తలపుల చేతను నాలెడ్జి వ్యర్థమైపోతుండాలి ట్రూ ఎక్సెసివ్ థింకింగ్ దీనికి ఒక చిన్న ఉదాహరణ హియర్ ఇస్ ఎ స్మాల్ ఎగ్జాంపుల్ ఒక రేడియో ఉంటుంది దేర్ ఇస్ ఎ రేడియో ఆ రేడియో లోపల ఏదైనా ఒక స్టేషన్ ని మనం పెట్టుకున్నాం యు హావ్ స్విచ్డ్ ఆన్ ది రేడియో అండ్ పుట్ ఎ స్టేషన్ దాని శబ్దంగా పెట్టుకోవచ్చును చాలా నెమ్మదిగా కూడా పెట్టుకోవచ్చును వాయిస్ ది వాల్యూమ్ మేబీ మోర్ ఆర్ ది వాల్యూమ్ లోపల నీవు ఏ మాత్రము వ్యత్యాసం చేయనక్కర్లేదు దేర్ ఇస్ నో నీడ్ ఫర్ కన్సిడరింగ్ అబౌట్ ది వాయిస్ ఐ టీ దాని స్టార్ట్ చేసి పెట్టావంటే వన్స్ యు ఆన్ ది రేడియో విను వినకపో వెదర్ యు లిసన్ టు రేడియో ఆర్ పెద్ద శబ్దంగా పెట్టు లేక చిన్న శబ్దంగా పెట్టు వెదర్ ది వాల్యూమ్ ఇస్ మోర్ ఆర్ లెస్ ఎన్నియో యూనిట్లు కరెంట్ వేస్తమవుతుండాలి సో మెనీ యూనిట్స్ ఆఫ్ కరెంట్ ఇస్ యూస్డ్ అప్ అదే విధంగానే మన దేహం ఒక రేడియో వంటి అవర్ బాడీ మే బి కంపేర్ టు ఏ రేడియో మనం నిరంతరము యోచన చేస్తున్నాం మాట్లాడుతున్నాం గట్టిగా మాట్లాడుతున్నాం తనలో తాను మాట్లాడుతున్నాం నిద్రలో మాట్లాడుతున్నాం నిద్ర వచ్చేంత వరకు మాట్లాడుతున్నాం ఎప్పుడు చూసినా తెల్లవారి లేచింది మొదలు రాత్రి పరుగునంత వరకును మనలో మనం మాటలు జరుగుతూనే ఉంటున్నాయి రైట్ ఫ్రమ్ డౌన్ టు డస్క్ విత్ స్లీపింగ్ టాకింగ్ వాకింగ్ కంటిన్యూస్లీ ఇండల్జింగ్ ఇన్ టాకింగ్ టు అవర్ సెల్ఫ్ తద్వారా 
ఎన్ని విధములు ఏంటి ఎంత ఎనర్జీ మనకు వ్యర్థమైపోతుంది అప్పుడే మనకు చక్కని బ్యాలెన్స్ కూడా ఏర్పడుతుంది పుష్టిగా సంతృష్టిగా ఉండినప్పుడే మన బ్యాలెన్స్ సరైనటువంటి స్థితిలో మనం అనుభవించవచ్చును నడుచుకోని రోడ్డు చూచుకునే వచ్చాం కదా ఇంకా వెనక్కి ఎందుకు చూడాలి యూ హావ్ ఆల్రెడీ సీన్ ది పాత్ విచ్ హాక్అప్ వై డూ యూ లుక్ బ్యాక్ ఇది ఎన్ని లక్షలు ఖర్చు పెట్టినా ఎన్ని కోట్లు ఖర్చు పెట్టినా తిరిగి ఒక సెకండ్ అయినా ఒక ఇంచ్ అయినా ముందుకు రాదు you cannot get back the dead past alanti ranidani nimittame manu enduku yochin cheyali why do you worry about past which you cannot get back in the future then future bhavishyattu idi bhavishyattu manaku teliyinatundi agadhamaina untadi future is not known to us it is uh, unfathomable repu repu anite enti bhavam chesinappudu repati varaku manu undedi em surety you may say tomorrow but where is the guarantee that you will live for tomorrow రేపు అనేటువంటిది ఏమాత్రం మనకు నమ్మకం ఉంది టుమారో దెర్ ఇస్ నో గ్యారంటీ అబౌట్ టుమారో కనుక నమ్మకం లేనటువంటి దాని నిమిత్తమై మనం ఎందుకు యోచించాలి వై డూ యు థింక్ అబౌట్ టుమారో విచ్ ఇస్ నాట్ షూర్ యు ఆర్ నాట్ షూర్ ఆఫ్ టుమారో కనుక అలాంటి షూర్ కానటువంటి దానికి ఇన్సూర్ చేయటం ఎందుకు వై డూ యు ఇన్సూర్ ఫ్యూచర్ విచ్ ఇస్ నాట్ షూర్ ఈ రెండు రకములైనటువంటి చింతలు చేతనే మన జీవితం వ్యర్థమైపోతుండాలి వి ఆర్ వేస్టింగ్ అవర్ లైఫ్ by these two kinds of manavudu yuvakulu dukkamulaku guri kavatamu vicharamulaku guri kavatamu anarogyamulaku guri kavatamu kaaranam emiti what is the reason for today's man's grief unnadanito tripti padaka lenjanikai avasthala padutunnadu andulane ashanti guri avutunnadu we are suffering strife and grief because we are not satisfied with what we have we are simply aspiring to have which we cannot get vidyarthulara dear student gatamu gatamu past is bhavishyattu bhavishyattu future is future ee rendintini manam vicharanakkaledu vartamanam chaala pradhanamaintundi let us not bother about those present two. present 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 is very important present this is present. not ordinary present this is omnipresent present is not ordinary present this is omnipresent anaga empty bhavishyattu yokka phalitamu ee yokka present lo untundali past yokka phalitamu present lo untundali what do you mean by omnipresent the futures fruits are available in the present mundu ye vitram natavo aa yokka mokkane ippudu ochindi whatever seed you have sown in the past ippudu ye mokkane natavo aa phalame mundu anubhavistavu whatever seed you are sowing today you are you are going to reap the future and present past rendu kuda nu present lo untunnai therefore present in the present you find the vartamanaanni sakramaina margamlo anubhavinchandi therefore enjoy present yetti vicharamulukunu avakasam nandinchakoddu do not give room for any worry ee sakramaina margam anubhavinchinappude mana jeevitham aadarshavantamaina jeevithanga roopondutundi only when we present enjoy present aadarshavantamaina jeevithanga roopondutundi then only it will be immortal amaratvanni pondutundi it will be able to get immortality manavatvanni saathakanga avistundi it will sanctify man's life 
this discourse clip also swami is starting in quite the similar way he started the discourse because swami is starting with the point that the body has to be taken care of in spite of it being transient mm-hmm. it has to be taken care of until atma is realized yes in fact even as i was listening to this discourse it brought to mind one uh, one episode uh, which kasturi ji actually he relates it in uh, loving god okay the book loving god in that uh, he mentions this incident so he says this was around the time when swami used to go very often to the chitravati sands mm-hmm. and many wonders would be created over there he used to materialize objects out of the chitravati sands so one day swami seemed uh, you know not very keen to go mm-hmm. and there were many devotees who were collected they were really praying that swami should take them there right they would have a lot of wonders things to see so they pr- actually prayed to kasturi ji to represent their uh, demand to swami and then uh, he goes to swami mm-hmm. and he tells swami swami like why don't we go to the chitravati sand swami says why why do you want to go there no swami so many devotees are collected here let us go and swami says i know why you want me to go there you want me to create things out of the sand and apparently at that time there was some construction work going on uh, near the mandir okay so swami says see all this uh, construction sand is there we can as well sit here and do it and by the time uh, kasturi ji is a little tongue tied and he just says like swami like people want to see these miracles you know and that time swami makes a very stunning statement and he says miracles and miracles you clamor but you are not aware of my biggest miracle and even as kasturi ji was wondering what could be that biggest miracle swami said you you are my biggest miracle he says mankind man is god's biggest miracle and here he is reminding us of each i mean of what what really this miracle called man is all about and that we are a miracle how do we express it in our lives so i, I that's what I, it immediately struck me that the way god sees us and the way we see ourselves exactly i think you know you know a miracle greater than the human body is the fact that having this human body we are not recognizing recognizing this miracle <laughs> yeah, exactly i think that's a greater miracle that how swami has managed to keep us in the dark yes no coming to this discourse uh, yes again swami uh, talks about importance of modulation and you know uh, limiting limit in everything you know yes. w- that w- is the main theme right. of the uh, entire discourse and instead of limiting i would see i would see it more as balance absolutely the theme is uh, more about balance in life rather than limiting see that that is a one way of looking at it is to say that we should not enjoy certain things we should limit our enjoyment of certain things but swami used to say enjoy is just another way of saying end joy <laughs> so there is something that we are missing by indulging ourselves completely in the pleasures that the body has to offer so that is what uh, swami is trying to bring out over here but even before this you see the very first uh, thing that swami says that for achieving the four purusharthas that is dharma artha kama and moksha that is to say dharma is good works artha is the earning of money living yeah earning a living kama is satisfying the desires and moksha is enlightenment liberation So according to the Indian scriptures these are the goals of human life the four goals what every man sets out to achieve from his, in his journey from the cradle to the grave and he says for all this 
to be able to be complete in expressing this your bodily health is highly essential mm-hmm. so he begins by setting that you know that context and this is something we actually in 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 the central trust uh, we had once tried to come up with what is swami's vision or what is swami's mission for the hospitals mm-hmm. and we realized that uh, while going through all his discourses the reason why swami wanted people to be healthy so that they can achieve these purusharthas and ultimately achieve liberation through a healthy body in fact you know uh, swami was telling in a discourse which we were going through the other day mm-hmm. and swami is saying that all miracles that i do and all things that i do to solve the problems you come to me with is so that your mind can be uncluttered of all these things and you can focus on your goal yes you know it is not this for which i have come i have not come to solve your medical problems i have not come to remove your uh, you know financial obstacles i do all this so that you know now i have cleared your mind of all these things now focus on your goal yeah you can accelerate forward on what you set out to achieve yeah and you know talking of uh, swami speaking of mo- modulation hmm. and moderation hmm. you know in food and and swami goes on to name everything else a very interesting thing in in the tri session in 95 hmm. swami defined non violence in a completely different way hmm. swami said doing anything which will harm your body is also non violent and in that he said you know too much of playing too much of reading too much of talking exactly. and swami said those all come under non violence yes in which i mean i'm sorry those all come under violence, violence yeah. and those have to be avoided yes and uh, just before that you know uh, there's one very interesting point which uh, swami brings brings out here and he says uh, one of the main causes of uh, illness he says it comes about more by mental worry than by your consuming bad food as he says unhealthy food and the next sentence is a very beautiful one what is the shape of worry <laughs> and that that is something which we never realize that you know if uh, i ask you you know here is a bottle or here is a tumbler and here is a mic when i show you this the mic you can see the mic you can come here you can feel it right but if i ask you like in this room show me worry you, you can never show me worry you cannot show me what anxiety is and that is the interesting thing so swami says this is created and i, I remember one uh, you know one incident that happened in my life and this is a time when i was going through a lot of tumult in my mind like i thought uh, there a lot of thoughts that were troubling me mm-hmm. and i was getting really ang- anxious and i i had an occasion to go to brindavan at that time i remember it was darshan time and it was a casual darshan but these thoughts were still assailing my mind and uh, swami was just walking and all of a sudden he called uh, some of the volunteers there and he said arrange my table for a discourse mm-hmm. and like everyone was so you know excited that swami is going to give a discourse unplanned i mean unscheduled okay very first sentence in that discourse swami said all your joys and all your sorrows are only in your imagination <laughs> and that was it at suddenly i realized that how much of this i had created how much of this i had made up and having made it up i was struggling with it that i think is a very important point as this mental peace as swami goes on to say actually will reduce a lot of our illnesses many of these illnesses swami used to say arise because of some of these thoughts uh, we could say negative thoughts you know these are the thoughts which actually engender disease in our body 
Swami says over here. So one of the inquiries we can do is like when we have such thoughts, are they for real? They aren't. So they are created by us. And you know the, the interesting thing is Swami, the way he puts it, he says there should be a limit on anxiety and worries. <laughs> yes, almost yes. permitting a few worries and anxieties. <laughs> In the sense, uh, I think what he is really saying over here is one interpretation is that you see lot of our thinking, what we think, oh we are thinking a lot on a certain subject, but. very little of it is deliberate right so swami is actually using the word chinta which i i think in telugu it it can mean that you are deliberating on a certain subject or merely experiencing worry right so we can distinguish between that these kind of thoughts that we have there are directed thoughts when you have to weigh options deliberate over something and there are thoughts which are random they they really don't serve any purpose so i think swami is really distinguishing he says there has to be a limit to speculation yes do we need to speculate yes we need to do we need to worry about something in the sense that what are the different scenarios yes we have to but he says like be aware of how much of it is really necessary right you know that's what i, I was wondering because you know when you talk of anxiety you talk of worry hmm even some things like let us say uh, introspection hmm you know, something like Swami talks of repentance, the value of repentance. When you do a mistake, when you sincerely repent, even those will come under anxiety and, you know, chinta, as Swami puts it. Yeah. So as you say, there are some things which are necessary, yeah. but everything is good only in their limits. Yes, absolutely. When they start defining you and they start overpowering you, then I think that's the alarm signal which has to go out. Exactly. And uh, this is one more thing. Like here. Uh, although of course a summer course is directed towards students but he mentions this a study of university students show that 80 to 90% of the students etc uh, they undergo you know they suffer from some kind of uh, mental disorder and then he says like this is the most precious stage of their lives and this is something which been a theme like throughout swami's life because swami sees this period of youth he sees that as one of the most important periods in one's life when you can contribute most to society and which is why he had directed so much of his efforts towards giving these teachings to that you know category of people because on the one hand they are most prone to making mistakes of the kind which he details over here right but the contribution in the sense that once such mistakes are removed from one's life it allows you to contribute so much more to society and that is the right age for that and uh, also you know talking about when swami is saying don't worry about the future which he comes to much later hmm. i think it makes more sense in this age group you know because as they say the, the more you grow older the more you look backwards exactly and you know in a very younger age maybe something lesser than a youth you don't look so far away i remember you know once uh, in a tri session hmm. there was a little boy who was you know son of one of the doctors in the hospital there hmm. so that was a year he was joining for first standard okay so i think his parents had written a letter as though he was writing to swami hmm. saying that swami by your grace i have got admission into the first standard in your primary school hmm. very grateful always keep me in at your lotus feet a four line letter and so this boy was sitting in the tri session that day you know you can imagine a very tiny boy a uh, few months before he could join the school hmm. and uh, and needless to say when he put out that letter swami got attracted to him and came to him took the letter swami stood there and read out that letter aloud all of us around could hear what mm. swami was saying mm. and so he looked at the boy and said oh you're joining first standard mm. so he said yes swami i'm done 
so after first standard then there'll be second standard third standard fourth standard and that boy was smiling okay then swami said you will come to 10th standard you will take commerce or science <laughs> and you know you could imagine that that boy had not looked so far ahead you see commerce is what swami saying then swami saying okay if you see if you take commerce you can do do bcom and then do mba but if you take uh, science you can do bsc msc and you can do phd what are you interested in and you know you could see that boy's face that he had not seen so far he thought all that he had to do in his life was to make sure that he gets into that first standard in swami's <laughs> primary school so you know looking at that as you said this is such an important age because this is the age where you are looking back and looking forward wow that's a beautiful uh, insight actually so i think the anxieties are likely to be maximum you know in this age <laughs> yeah and uh, as you were saying like the way like swami also talks about this excessive reading playing singing and sleeping essentially youth is a lot of excess because all of it comes from one way of looking at life which is to say this is the one life we have that is one of the most prevalent thoughts uh, in society today this is the one life that we have why don't make the best of it and as swami said body is a limited company and more than that we are a going concern see in uh, in accounting terms there is a concept called going concern that is the accounts of a company are never treated as if the company ends with that year right so there is something that is carried forward to the next year so that is a perspective that uh, indian philosophy brings in that you are not a company that ends that year you are a going concern and so there are things from your this life which will get carried on to another life likewise you have brought in something from a previous life so that is the perspective that indian philosophy brings and once you get there so you know that you know there is a purpose and uh, this it overturns the entire philosophy of saying there is this one life and in that context some of these things we need to reexamine like our lives like are we doing excess of something or less of something in fact you know uh, yes swami is mentioning that you're singing too much playing too much yeah you know one of the things which swami used to tell the bhajan singers those days hmm. i i remember some of my classmates where swami is telling that you're practicing too much not good for your throat oh you know because when you take to arts you think the more you practice the more sincerity you're showing you know the more uh, reverence you're showing to the art but swami is would say talk of balance even there yes you know too much of studying also even if you look at the way swami has structured the schedule in the hostel hmm a very good balance of everything is given there there is time for playing you are supposed to play you know there is a fixed time for studying and you know if you can call this an experiment in education the flying colors are, are something like what we see in the 12th standard results every year yes you know because i mean we've all gone through 12th standard elsewhere you know we've seen the rigor of going through a 12th standard in schools outside and it's just getting worse you know these years in complete exclusion to all else that life has to offer yeah right and, and you know when you go through that 10th standard or 12th standard hmm. you're shut out from life completely Absolutely. you know you're supposed to do only that study yeah. but the same thing you look at students here hmm. the students who study 12th standard you know they come there's a gratitude program i'm sure i, I don't know how many hours of uh, study during the exams effort, itself uh, during the exams, during the exams effort yeah. would have gone into it mm. and you know they still come and play when mm. we were playing you, you can see that they will also be playing yeah. and they would come and spend time in the mandir too so you know typically 12th standard or 10th standard outside it's like you stop playing mm. you start praying and you only study 
but here it's like you still play you still pray you still study and that balance is maintained throughout and the results are there to see yeah but uh, and one way of looking at it is like as you said this is an experiment and what the system shows that when you can direct your energies uh, exclusively towards the one thing the task that is on hand the kind of results that you see so when they play they play hard and then when they work they work hard and you can see the results you get more out of life very true yes and then uh, you know coming to the next point which is a huge topic by itself hmm. ceiling on desires ceiling on desires which is something hmm. which swami has dwelt on so uh, deeply and in fact i remember ceiling on desires the time when swami was introducing this as a major concept even in the satsai organization hmm. where swami would talk of uh, every day you put aside some food yes and at the end of a month you pull it all together and do an arayan seva yeah, and so many other uh, practical ways of implementing the ceiling on desires swami had given you know at that time swami had in fact told it seems hmm. that ceiling on desires is actually an expression of civilization oh okay and in fact you know if we look at the way the resources of nature are used now yes absolutely it really shows that you know there's somewhere the ceiling on desires as something which will benefit the world at large was something we missed out exactly so uh, uh, that is a very important point actually he brings uh, brings up this point a little later that uh, with indiscriminate spending of money indiscriminate use of resources etc but the point that you made is uh, very important that it is a hallmark of a civilization ceiling on desires now why would somi say something like that so we say that a society is civilized when it takes care of itself when you know the more a society takes care of its citizens yes as you said sustainable the whole the longer the society can keep up this kind of living that's when you say it is civilized so swami equates this that the fact that uh, as you said you know when a, let's say ceiling on desires when you say don't waste food so you set aside certain amount of food you setting aside for whom is not for yourself not to throw a banquet to yourself right it is to create narayan seva for people who really need it so you can see that the equation you see when you start taking care of your fellow men that is when you are civilized and then when many people do it the entire society itself is civilized very true in fact you know once when we were talking to dr hema from the general hospital mm. now she was bringing this out how this came as an introspection as a result of her introspection she was saying hmm. because swami emphasizes on simplicity when they used to come from the united states hmm. when they were still settled there they would come to bangalore and you know take a bus imagine they would travel in a luxurious aircraft land in bangalore and take a bus and come to puttaparthi they would say why we should spend on a on a taxi you know it was very fine because you are living a simple life but she said at one point we were thinking yes we are saving the money but what are we doing with the money <laughs> yeah and then it struck her that maybe if i take a taxi i might actually be letting somebody follow a very rightful means of living yes i might be giving us a, a section of society a rightful means of living yeah so you can actually see that the, there are twin purposes being served over here on one side the ceiling on desires it creates the need for balance within yourself absolutely you see like uh, as we say this balance comes about because the previous point which swami said is you should not be depriving yourself of certain things do not deprive yourself of food 
and depriving your senses of uh, certain kinds of enjoyment is counterproductive but now he is bringing the point that even excess is not good so where do we draw the fine line how do we bring about this kind of balance i would really think like you know this balance where does it come from what what kind of person has that kind of balance and you can see that it is a person who has a quiet mind who is still if we put ourselves in the place of such a person and you will see that our actions they tend to be automatically this way like when swami says over here don't waste energy i remember that you know when supposing swami would call us into the interview room and one of us we would you know close the door a little a little faster than usually it would make a noise right and swami would turn and say it wasn't the noise that really you know put him off it was a fact that the way we conducted ourselves was not it didn't have balance in it it didn't have the grace in it so that grace comes from that same kind of balance and you would say why are you waste a wasting that much energy and b do you think the door does not feel it <laughs> and I, i remember this when it comes to balance you see when the thing was when we enter swami's uh, interview room and swami would not give us any instructions what is to be done but there was an implicit expectation that we would switch on the fan when it was required right this so you're not depriving yourself but the moment the interview concluded if one of us forgot to put out the fan swami would said a marchi poi you have forgotten so you see this this really symbolizes fan has to be there it has to be on it is not that you need to sweat but the moment it is not required you switch it off and you can see that how much awareness how much being present in that situation how much it calls for you know even as you giving that hmm. fan example hmm. you know i had a friend who is into uh, derivative financial derivatives right and he was one day explaining very graphically how it works hmm. and he was telling that they would uh, speculate on the weather uh-huh. you know how much money you would invest in the power company right based on the weather okay so he was telling how that works so he was saying that if it is dark by 8 in the morning right you no know, the sun is not yet up Mm-hmm. So there is a chance that people will switch on the lights early in the morning. Yeah. And the study has shown that they would not switch it off even if it becomes bright later. Right. Okay. So on those days when the sun rises a little later, mm-hmm. the power companies make more money. <laughs> you know, it, it's a pattern we we've got into this uh mistake. And you know, just quickly I'm I'm just wondering at how beautifully Swami is connecting these things. You know, three things which Swami is connecting. Swami is talking about the welfare of society and sealing and desires so he is connecting the individual to the society yeah but you know talking of sealing and desires you know when would you overwork yourself or when would you let's say uh, overdo anything you know that might come out of a certain anxiety or fear exactly you yes. know when you feel that i need to work more i need to earn more that greed comes out of a bit of anxiety and fear of the future yes and actually that is what swami addresses in the paragraph before when he says that you know give up fear and anxiety exactly. don't look at the future and be afraid of it i know that feeling of limiting your fear and anxiety actually is so well connected to sealing on desires yes and when i'm saying twin purpose the second purpose so the first purpose purpose was achieving a certain balance of mind right so as i'm saying a person who has balance of mind of course exhibits all these he's an ideal in these matters but we are proceeding the reverse direction so having you know the the more effort we make into putting these points of uh, i mean these points into action and we'll start achieving that balance of mind by exercise in the sense that we are 
training our mind to have that kind of balance that is a one fallout of it the other fallout is you expand your uh, you know definition of yourself in that sense right your interests are no longer you're not concerning yourself uh, with only your interests now you're looking at the broader interest so as you said that narayan seva is when your uh, you know your interest is now into the community how do i benefit the community and swami says in fact of a speaks of a higher he says he says national interest so he says much of your all this balance that has to be maintained is between your individual interest and the national interest you know talking of this thing of one ceiling on desires and one's uh, individual discipline helping the nation you know uh, there was a interesting mail which was circulating sometime back where an elderly person maybe in his 70s or 80s hmm. you know he spoke of the time when uh, uh, i'm not sure who was the prime minister then he made a statement in public radio saying that we are having a very high deficit in food grains hmm. like you know we are not able to be self sufficient so he said that was a time when he was in college and many of the students decided that they will have only two meals a day oh all right they said we will reduce our consumption right and he said that he had done it for so many decades hmm. because he said by few of us giving up food there might be somebody who will be getting that meal yes and you know he was actually narrating how now india is able to export some of those grains exactly no in <clears throat> in fact uh, this topic is so current even uh, the current pope pope uh, francis like in in one of his uh, talks that he gives at the vatican every week i think on a wednesday he addresses the audience in the st peter's square right so he actually uh, brought this out he said this and i quote him this culture of waste has made us insensitive even to the waste and disposal of food which is even more despicable when all over the world unfortunately many individuals and families are suffering from hunger and malnutrition so this is something that you know that is occupying uh, people at different levels at policy level and even in the spiritual realm we see that the pope himself has now brought out and this is something that the community has to this is a transformation that the community has to bring about and swami has been emphasizing this from very long and you know even addressing that as a policy issue as you were saying you know and you were also telling about expanding your concept of yourself yes because for many of us we always see i can afford it as long as i can afford it then i can afford to waste it exactly but we don't see can we afford to waste any resource as a society hmm like you know let us say the power consumption or fuel consumption we only see that can my wallet afford it exactly we don't see but as a society actually can we conserve it how much and for how long <laughs> these are the two things that we don't really concern ourselves with and uh, you know talking about this uh, ceiling on desires with relation to money hmm. and before we come to that swami says that four aspects of ceiling on desires swami says don't waste food yes don't waste money yes don't waste time and don't waste energy in fact in between swami also slips in don't waste knowledge we'll come to that hmm. very interestingly but generally even in the earlier years when swami used to talk about ceiling on desires these were the four there is food money time and energy hmm. now talking of money swami had uh, told earlier in many occasions swami would say money is given to you on trust from god hmm. you know very interestingly uh, ramkrishna paramahamsa used to say this hmm. he said how do you give alms to a beggar or how do you help the uh, underprivileged section of the society he would say it's like 
a father who is a very rich man he has two sons okay and one is a spendthrift mm. one is is uh, spends indiscriminately mm-hmm. and the other is a more balanced and a more intelligent person yes so the father would give more money to the person mm. who is more sensible so that he will take care of the other brother when he need when in need okay so actually both are equally uh, eligible to receive the wealth of the father but the father distributes the wealth in such in such a way so that both benefit yeah maximizing the right. you know, overall benefit right and ramkrishna said this is the attitude with which you should go out and do seva right it is not that i am giving you money he is saying that i am giving you the money which was entrusted to me yes so that it will come to you in need wow that's a great uh, insight you know really and uh, even as you are saying this one of the incidents it has been said uh, many times in kulwant hall in swami's presence mm-hmm. but when uh, swami had announced the water project okay swami himself had said this that there was a student who one day came up to swami and with an envelope and inside the envelope it contained about 100 rupees right and uh, swami said this is worth more than a crore to me the boy had said that swami please utilize it for the water project so swami said this is worth more than a crore to me and the reason is how did that boy generate that money he said that the boy would not give his clothes to the dhobi instead washed it himself and thus saved that money and uh, gave it to swami the intention behind sealing on desire is to be able to contribute to society very true yes and you know that's why swami starts the next part where he was saying a very very strong balance has to be maintained between the individual interests and national interests national interests exactly i mean it's very beautiful because you know swami is all through the, this discourse or the previous one swami is never talking about extremism at all hmm. not talking about uh, where you give up what you have and go and serve the society or any extreme moves like that yeah swami is always talking about balance yes that seems to be the most important word in whole of spirituality really really as you were saying this there is this uh, mantra which we chant very often in kulwant hall mm-hmm. it's the ishavasya upanishad it's called uh, you know an essence it of essence of the gita itself okay just like the gita has 18 chapters this is about 18 verses and they say this is the essence of all knowledge okay what is it called it's a suktam or something the ishavasya upanishad okay so many people must be familiar uh, because the beginning lines are also very well known to people purnamadah purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate even when actually studies this upanishad the main theme the underlying theme throughout is one of balance mm-hmm. so they say like uh, between work and you know person who does not work a person who knows and does not know both of them are in darkness <laughs> the person who thinks he has knowledge and the person who is ignorant both are in knowledge so the person who realizes that he is beyond both knowledge and not knowledge he is the person who will transcend and see who he truly he sees the self you know the typical zen fashion the story which they say hmm. like a man goes to a monastery and he happens to bump into one of the disciples of the master the grand master hmm. you know asks him what is the truth you've been here for so many years hmm. so he gets a 45 minute discourse hmm. and he says you know this is the thing that is the thing and you know he gives a whole explanation juxtaposing against worldly knowledge and spiritual knowledge hmm. and uh, then he says that anyway you go and meet the master because he's the best one to talk about yes so then he uh, with all reverence goes to the master and asks him master what is the truth and the master says i don't know <laughs> <laughs> you know 
the fact that you recognize that you don't know actually maybe a much more elevated state than claiming to know exactly yeah and you know talking of energy again when swami is talking about uh, the good use of energy we were all very aware you know in hostel one of the catchwords apparently appeared like swami was unhappy with us you would see all boards going up saying that talkless study more because that was something which swami would often tell when he would talk to students hmm have less contacts talk less yes and it's a beautiful analogy which swami is giving here of the radio yeah like you know it is not that you mute the radio the energy is being conserved the radio is still running and still it's using up energy but swami is saying that it's not enough if you don't talk you should also reduce the amount of thinking which happens the chatter the chatter inside our head never stops so <laughs> that that chatter is what is really consuming that energy and that's what chami says here you're thinking when sleeping you're thinking when walking you're thinking when everything you know reminded of what happened with uh, ramana maharishi he was known as a person who maintained a lot of very strict silence and people would go and sit just in front of him he would hardly speak but just to be in his presence So it seems one man came to his presence, and he was a, you could call a thought reader. You he could just sit in front of you and read your thoughts. Hmm. So it seems he came and he sat in front of Ramana Maharshi, claiming that I will tell what Ramana is thinking because Ramana was not speaking out what he was thinking. The anecdote goes that it seems he sat there for hours on end, and at the end of it, he got so frustrated, he fell at Ramana Maharshi's feet, and he said, "Not a single thought passed his mind." <laughs> even as he sat in silence so moving over to what comes next and uh, the last aspect of sealing on desires is don't waste time and here uh, swami is really bringing about the fact as to how we actually waste time in one he says you waste your time in brooding over the past mm-hmm. and also in worrying about the future so he says uh, this is again uh, very important for our lives because he says that whatever has happened in the past remains in the past whereas what we tend to do is to bring that into the present and you know it right muddles up a lot of things and similarly in worrying about the future he says what is happening in the future is totally uncertain <laughs> we do not know what can happen in the future and yet we let our worries about that future totally affect the way we act in the present and sometimes we feel restless if you're not worried about the future yes you'll be thinking <laughs> that you know maybe you're heading headlong into some kind of disaster again i think that's the question of balance you know there's always a balance between indifference and involvement you know we think that being non involved or being detached is a sign of indifference but there's a big difference between that and that's where the virtue of balance comes in yes and uh, when you are speaking about zen uh, there is a, a distinction in zen which they bring to bear on you know this kind of situation when you are worrying about the future so they say a master is not one who who can control the future but he is one who can no matter what the present is he he can accept it the way it is and just as we say over here uh, that you know mentally created fear You see, many of the times that something that we call a sit when we label a situation bad, it is bad because only we said so. So Zen master is a person who would, you know, any any situation you say like uh, the situation is good or bad, he says if you say so. <laughs> if you say it is bad, if you say so. Is it good? If you say so. So uncertainty with the future is actually to develop the habit of acceptance. very true so i mean swami is to say a very empowering way he would say that 
वॉट एवर हैपन्स टू यू इज फॉर योर गुड एज यू सेट अ सर्टन अमाउंट ऑफ डिलिबरेशन येस अ सर्टन अमाउंट ऑफ वरिंग हैज टू बी डन बट आफ्टर दैट दिस इज दी कैरेक्टरिस्टिक दैट वुड रियली हेल्प अस टू बी एबल टू एक्सेप्ट द वे नो थिंग्स टेक प्लेस द वे थिंग्स टर्न आउट talking about accepting the presence and that moment yes you know in uh, vedanta philosophy in commentaries on vedanta they, it is said hmm. that a yogi is one who does not have a like or a dislike yes he accepts whatever comes to him yes so because of that a yogi becomes a mahabhogi <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. a bhogi can only enjoy certain enjoy things. only certain things certain smells you know certain tastes certain happenings yeah. but a yogi will enjoy everything everything so he becomes a mahabhogi and i think uh, really a uh, wonderful discussion we had and you know it just goes to show that 10 minutes of swami's discourse clip it's so thought provoking you know i think that was one of the reasons why swami did not ever speak more than one hour or one and a half hours i think uh, it would have been very difficult to comprehend all that swami said yes like i am looking at the text in front of me i think it would come to less than about 300 400 words but simply the amount of wisdom that could be gleaned by this it amazes me and we had to speak for 45 minutes to make maybe 10% sense of what swami has yes, made and in that 10 and minutes clip. even then i think we would have merely scratched the surface right absolutely yeah. and there's a lot lot more to be gained by introspection on this and i really do hope that we'll all do it and the end you know like as swami says it it is not for swami's sake that we do it we do it because there is a certain end in our life and that is called moksha absolutely that all of us are moving to and in fact you no know, that is the chinta which is the positive chinta <laughs> i mean that is the restlessness which god has put in all of us because if not for that restlessness maybe the progress will not be so proactive exactly it is the, it's the one thing that takes us forward the rest is rest can be compared as merely running at exactly where you are so. <laughs> right thank you hari for your company on this program that your listeners was this week's shravanam mananam adhyasanam and as we said we do hope that each one of you would listen to these clips again and again and ruminate over it and if there is anything that you would like to share with us do write into listener at radiosai.org that is listener at radiosai.org one of the listeners wrote back to us saying that how much he enjoyed this program especially at dinner time it it felt like perfectly timed because as you eat food you get to listen to swami's discourse we are very glad that you like this program and we would like to uh, ask you for suggestions to improve this or what you think about this program and more important we would be very glad that if you think up of the points which were interesting to you and which struck a chord in your heart we would love to emphasize on that and share that with all our listeners with that dear listeners we offer our most humble pranams to bhagwan's lotus feet and on behalf of all listeners i thank brother hari from the central trust to have uh, joined me on the show today thank you jai sai ram Ram you just heard an episode of our radio series Shravanam Mananam Nididhyasanam that is listen reflect and absorb this is a segment that is hosted live on Thursdays at 7:30 p.m. by Radio Sai Prem and Hari Shankar from Sri Satya Sai Central Trust only on Asia stream of Radio Sai Global Harmony today's episode was first broadcast live on 6th June 
The discourses undertaken for study in this program are from the series of discourses delivered as part of the summer course in Indian culture and spirituality 1990. Today the clips played were from the discourse delivered on 21st May 1990. To listen to the next part of this program tune in same day same time next week. Please do write to us and let us know what do you think about this program by writing to listener at radiosai.org thank you and sai ram from prashant nilayam